Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, so anyway, <laughs> I'm just being a little goofy because I'm so super excited. Tonight we have on the show Miss Paradise Mingo. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> so listen, guys, I gotta tell you, um, this has been an amazing week. First, let me just ask you, how's your week? How's your week been? Oh man, my week has been um it has been good. Now today was a little crazy. Okay. But the week has been well. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, um mm-hmm. well let me let me go back because um I didn't say welcome to Sugar Talk with Rana and I'm your host, Rana. So let me uh let me step back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um yes. So your week was a little crazy. My week was good. Today was crazy. Oh, today was crazy. Yeah, today was crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. I can I can attest to today's what? Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. Yeah, this week has been a little touchy for me. Okay. So I can feel you on that. I, I've been going through a little something, something. Yeah. People yeah, wanna me be, too. you know, people's personalities and just kind of going through things on the job, but hey, you kind of got to roll with it. I don't even want to talk about on the job. You went there. Yeah, I, Chat I did. on the job, on the streets, wherever. It's like, yes. can I get a break? I went from one situation this morning to another situation to another situation, and then another one. I just was like, you know what? I don't care what's going to happen. I'm, oh, I'm going to have a good day. Right. You have to you know, make sure you have a good day because otherwise, listen, people will drive you crazy. Okay. Crazy. People will drive you bananas. If but listen, it, it's all it's all good. We're gonna get through it with God's um grace and mercy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's all good. Anyway, um I have got to tell you this book. My baby. Uh, and becoming, so she became. And you know, I didn't even notice the little girl up there at first. This yeah. book is absolutely amazing, guys. Um, you have got to pick this up. Uh, I will admit, I just got this book today, literally <laughs> today, guys. I ordered it on Monday, and it came um, today. And I started reading, and I'm already on page 41. And I did not want to put it down. That's how good this book is, okay? I'm just saying. You did an amazing job. And I can't wait to finish it. So I'll probably finish it tonight before I go to bed. Okay. (laughs) I'm serious. That's how good it is. Thank you. But I have to ask, what inspired you to start writing? always had a knack for writing whether it was poetry school essays um research papers so I've always had a knack for writing okay never in a million years did I ever think I would have written a book right um this I produced this in one of the lowest times in my life wow where I was learning that I was suppressing a lot of things And I went through a mental breakdown. And it was really bad to the point where I was in places where they only give you pens and pieces of paper. Oh, wow. That's where I came up with and becoming. So she became. As soon as I got out of the hospital, um, 
I hit my artist, Sahid. Shout out to Sahid. So I, I, I hit him up and I said, hey, I have this concept. And he said, shoot. And I said, I want this battered little girl, you know, that looks like she's down on her luck. She just look abused. She looks down on, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, and be coming on the top. And then at the bottom, I want this sassy, black, beautiful, confident queen that just exudes everything that you could ever dream of. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like during that time that I was going to come out of it, and I was going to come out fine, but at that moment, I was still that little girl who was abused, who who was touched, who was looked over, who Mm -hmm. was silenced. So it was that's where this production came from actually and it's actually pretty beautiful to have come from such a low place <laughs> right i'm i'm serious this book is absolutely amazing i tell you when you start reading the first page it grabbed me and i'm let me tell you where i started reading on amazon cuz i got the book from amazon okay and so i started reading how they give you like the sample page and you could read and i was trying to go more and i couldn't <laughs> I couldn't go anymore because it's only like, you know, a little mm-hmm. a little bit that they give you. But I was so into it at that point. I just wanted to keep going. And I, I think couldn't. it stops at chapter two mm-hmm. and then it cuts off. Right. right. It's like like a first paragraph <laughs> of chapter two and it's done. And you're like, wait, no. Exactly. What happened? What happened? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so it was definitely um, a great, great book. I- I'm absolutely loving it. Um, and I can't wait to finish. But um, also, so tell us a little bit about you. Give us a little okay. inside story. And if you want to start, wherever you want to start, just right. just just j- jive in there. So I am 25 years old. Um, I was raised in Florence, South Carolina. We moved there when I was six years old. So I was raised in, for the most part of my life, in Florence, South Carolina. And then me and my mom moved to uh, Augusta, Georgia. Okay. But I was born in Washington, D.C. Okay. So I have some family here. You know, my grandmother's here and everything. But my grandmother is also from South Carolina as well. Okay. So I spent most of my childhood in South Carolina. And for the most part, my childhood, maybe because I have like an optimistic look on it, Mm -hmm. it was, I had friends. I had fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but there were just things that I went through, you know, as um, a child that I don't feel like most children should have gone through. Right. So, um, but even in certain circumstances and unfortunate events, I always kept um, the faith and always I gave my life to Christ at six. Wow. And I had no idea what I was doing. But God knew what he was doing. God knew exactly because what he was doing. Because it's like. Oh, you youngin, I'm going to turn the heat up on you. You know what you just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, wow. Like mm-hmm. it, it just, everything in this power tried to like break that faith. And I just kept running, just kept wow. running to church. I used to go to church like three, two to three times a week, me and my friends. I had friends that uncle had a church. Wow. So we went there and we went Bible study. We went there. Sunday we mm-hmm. went there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like... It was a really like a, a insatiable hunger for God at that time. Wow, at being such young, a young age. Right. And I got baptized like seven times. Because I told God if I if I'm never gonna be bad again, so I'm just gonna keep getting baptized. <laughs> and the right. that seventh time, it's like I swear God came down, was like, listen. <laughs> 
Listen. Kept you down there for a little bit. Hold up. <laughs> because why do you keep getting baptized? And it, I was young. I stopped, mm-hmm. I stopped getting baptized at 14. Wow. <laughs> but I got baptized every year before then. I done been baptized in Lynch's River in South Carolina. Wow. I done been baptized about a good five times in a couple of churches. Ooh, and the water was so cold. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I've been there, but I've always kept the faith, and I knew that things would get better. Mm-hmm. They most definitely got worse before they got better, but I knew that they were going to get better. That usually tends to happen. <sighs> usually tends to happen. Yeah. So um, as I was reading the book, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to kind of describe what the book is about. I don't want to give it away for people who are going to buy this book because mm-hmm. this book is... I'm serious. Like I can't wait to finish reading. Okay. That's how good the daggone book is, and I'm mad that I didn't get it get a chance to get it before mm-hmm. I left to go away because I went away for two weeks for work, oh, and I wanted okay. to get it before I left so that I could have some Something reading. Re- yeah. yeah, reading material. But it's a little fresh in my mind, so that's a good thing. Yay. But <laughs> I do have some questions for you because, um, you know, at a tender age, you really went through some, like. I, I can't even really describe it, but it it is horrible for and my heart goes out. Thank you. I and and my kids will tell you this all the time. When I hear stories about young children, like the 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 young girl that's on the news now, she her mother's boyfriend. I can't look at stuff like that. I can't read it all because I get so she can't emotional. Grasp the concept of such a sick individual. And she's so sweet. She looks so sweet. Oh my gosh! I was so like my heart. Like even now, I just want to cry because children are so innocent and they get ruined by sickos, sickos, by people who you know, don't have a care in the world, but for themselves, you know what I'm saying? And it's just disgusting. But, um, at a a young age, you went through a a turmoil of of things. I did. Um, watching your mother being abused, Mm -hmm. um, being molested, helping her fight. Um, that those things are truly, truly hurtful. And Mm -hmm. I know it, it seems like, and I meant to look this up before I got online, but, um, a lot of children, um, I don't know what the percentage is, but mm-hmm. I know that a lot of children and at least young girls have been touched or molested or some type of, um, how do we want to call it? Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you understand what I'm trying to say. I do. <clears throat> so the percentage <clears throat> is, um, the percentage is about 92.1% wow. of women who have been or had some type of sexual assault. So, right, right, right. And the same percentage applies to them knowing who sexually assaulted them. Mm-hmm. So usually sexual assault does not happen with um, somebody on the street, in which it does happen, right. but not at such a high percentage as somebody that you know. That you know. Yep. I agree. So that uncle, that new boyfriend, you Mm. know, those things, you know, and there are signs to such assault. If you notice that your child is withdrawn, you notice that their their grades are dropping. If you Mm. notice certain things like that, you know, pay attention to that. And if your child just outright just come and tell you, trust me, they're not telling you because they are lying. Right. And once you think that your child is lying, it is open field for that sicko to continue to do whatever they want to do to your child. 
And then that opens another gateway because you can either lead your child into um, homosexuality mm-hmm. or you can lead them into utterly complete promiscuity. Wow. Whereas mm-hmm. they feel like you didn't protect my body. My body doesn't mean anything. So I'm going to do this because I think it is right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that is bad. Um, so exactly when did the um, molestation start? Um, the molestation started, I can't remember what age. I actually aged by houses where we lived. Okay. So most of it started when I lived in a complex called Siltes. Okay. And that's where, um, you know, the coming into my room started to happen. And I think I had to be about 10 or 11 because mm. we left South Carolina when I was 12. So... I was about 10 or 11-ish, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But there were small things that were happening before. It just wasn't as grand as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. That's that's crazy. And and so when did you tell? I told when it first happened. Okay. I told when we were living on Bradford Street when he made me touch him. Mm-hmm. And... It was a automatic, you're lying. And this he was your mom. He didn't do that. Right. He didn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you that he did that. You right. know, you made me touch him. Right, right, right. In his area. So um, she said, well, I'm going to ask him. At that point, because I was already scared to tell her, like, and I was battling my own self, like, mm-hmm. hey, this did not happen. Right, right. Wow. I, wow, I don't know. You, you know, don't know how to react or how to feel. What am yeah. I supposed to say? Right. You know, so for her to say, you know, you're lying, it shut me down. Mm-hmm. So I never said anything ever again. Mm. I kept it to myself because if you feel like I'm lying once, you're going to feel like I'm lying again. again. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And, you know, I, it's sad but true. It has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I wasn't believed either by, and I don't want to give names on the, on the show, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a, a family member mm-hmm. and the family member, the wife of the family member did not believe me. Typical. It's typical. They're in denial. And then, you know, I don't know what love has to do with when your niece or your, um, sister or whatever the your child or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be when does when do you protect the child when do you protect the niece when do you protect you know what i'm saying you when don't. do when do you get the protection <clears throat> you don't because when you feel like when you feel like someone or you hold them up to a certain standard mm-hmm. and you're like that's outrageous they would never do that what do you mean they would, they would never, never do, do that. that? But they did that, and I'm telling you that they did that. So where do we go from here? Right. Because I'm telling you, and I'm I'm basically looking to you for protection. Right, right. So what do where do we go from here? Okay, I delete myself out the equation because you believe someone over a little girl. Now my head is messed up because I've been exposed to something that I wasn't ready for. Right. So you know it's it's. That's not love. That's stupidity. I mean, mm. excuse 
you know, yeah. if it's offensive, but You're right. No, but a I mean, child isn't gonna come to you and say, Hey, this person did this to me exactly. for no reason. Right. And you can't say with well, show proof. Right. Right. And when do we not I just I'm so heartbroken because I'm like, how do you go so long, <clears throat> even for yourself? Like, cause you were strong. Reading the book, man. I say you were strong. You may have been probably like, no, I was told right, right. <laughs> but reading, you know, as I kept reading, I'm like, wow. And you still had love for your mom. Oh man, that was my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, it's like, dang, you know, she hurt me. You know, like it was like a. Da- I felt like it was a dagger mm-hmm. to the heart because the most, the person that you trust the most, the person that you confide in, the person that you know, took your hand and raised you, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm, Birthed you. Mm-hmm. This is the person that you want of out of everybody to believe you and didn't. Yeah. Um, that was tough, but my mom was also all I had. Right. You know, and I knew she had my best interest at heart. My mom loved me dearly, mm-hmm. but when it came to romantic relationships, and how that worked, I noticed that there was a deficit there. Mm-hmm. My mom did not know what actual love was. Mm. So she felt like when those things happened, the fighting, the the physical abuse, the verbal abuse, you know, things like that, she felt like, oh, okay, he loves me. Mm. So <clears throat> I didn't know that as a child. I mm-hmm. really didn't care. All I cared about was was my mom mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. You know, is she okay? Oh, we gonna fight the night? Okay, mm-hmm. you know, sliding my mom knives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. And not knowing because that's all you saw. And that's what, you know, people, parents have to understand that your children, they see what's going on. They watch what's going on. They mm-hmm. hear what's going on. And so they only do what they what they learn, their environment. And so, um, but talk a little bit about how your mom was strong, too, in, in certain areas. How she, you know, she was, because I read it's, it's, and you said that she was a survivor. That's all she, she knew. She was a survivor. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. <laughs> Laverne Mingo. If she couldn't get it one way, she was getting it the another. And if she couldn't get it that way, trust and believe she had something else in plan. My mom was a survivor. Mm-hmm. She was fearless. I mean, you move to a whole town without really knowing anybody, for mm-hmm. real, for real. Yeah. And she was fearless. She found her a job. You know, she had her, her issues and her deficits. Right. But when it came to things like when her electricity got cut off, she would go by any means necessary. She's still electric meters for us to have electricity until the hey. bill was paid. When I tell you she was a survivor, and me and my sister talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. She told if we if we don't know how to work it through my mother, we know how to work it. Right. She there taught you something. Nothing. She taught us fearlessness. She taught us resilience. Like mm-hmm. I've seen my mom cry a couple times. Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for long. Mm. It was like, okay. Gotta do what I gotta do. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and F. That don't work. We're gonna go to the Spanish alphabet. <laughs> ah, they say, they say. It was like that. And so 
I knew for a fact she would do anything. I don't care who she had to steal from. Mm -hmm. I don't care what store she had to steal from. Mm -hmm. How many times she had to get locked up. She made a way. Mm -hmm. We had no gas in our house. We didn't have any gas. Like, our our stove didn't work Mm -hmm. because she didn't pay the gas bill. Right, right. I would come home from school. And I would have steak and potatoes on the stove. When I tell you she worked that electric plate. Listen, a mother will do what a mother has to do. Like, Ma, how you make cornbread in the electric plate? That's love, honey. So when it came <laughs> to that and why the love was so strong, because I knew that she loved love, me. Yes, yeah. You know, those things were love. I didn't have the finest shoes, no. I didn't have the finest clothes, no. Sometimes I would walk around the hood and see that my mom had sold some of my clothes for whatever whoa, reason. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But she was but, a survivor. Yeah, yeah I might not have them jeans no more, but I got some food on the stove. <laughs> you was eating good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, mommy, where you get that money from to get all this carry out when the food stamps got cut off? Shot she was writing bad checks, but she made a way. Listen. My mom was a survivor mm-hmm. by any means mm-hmm. necessary, and nothing was going to stop her. Wow. Ever. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that NC, and that's good. And so I know that you've picked up some of those survivor skills oh, based boy. on <laughs> some of these things in the book. And it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> because you're going to tell me no? Oh, oh okay. I'm going to show you. <laughs> you're going to do what? Okay. Cool. You're going to make a way. Yeah. Wow. I appreciate her for that. I wow. really do. So I have to to get into this a little, dive into this a little bit because I was thrown back by your aunt's. So, question. Mm-hmm. Did you tell them that you were writing the book? Um, no. So Nobody they just found out. knew I okay. was writing a book except for people really close to me. My cousin Camelia knew. Um, my sister Diamond knew. People around me knew. I only told a small percentage because I did not want to start something and not finish it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, they did not know. Oh, <laughs> Camelia says, uh-oh, LOL. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, here it comes, right? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, because it's, it's deep. Like, the stuff that they were doing and the stuff they, that they were saying. And, you know, as I was reading, I thought that, you know, Aunt, is it Cars? Mm-hmm. Car- I thought she was kind of, you know, but then it gets deeper and then mm-hmm. it's on eyes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you serious right now? Like, I'm telling you, this book is so juicy. It's you so wait good. until part two. This ain't nothing. I took it easy in On the this book. Uh oh. So there's part a part two, two. I'm letting everything out. Okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. My aunt Cars was there. You know, she when my mom got locked up, um, she was there. Mm-hmm. She took me in. She made sure that I at least had a roof over my head and right. some type of food in my stomach. Right. But she also had issues. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make that known that I'm not mad at her or I don't hate her or I never want to badmouth her. Right. You know, Cars was a young mom herself. Okay. So as I got older, I empathized with that. You know, you dealing with the things that you dealt with as a child, you're not really finding healing in that and you become a mother at 16. Boom. Wow. You know, me becoming a mom at 16. I realized that I wasn't ready for nothing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to be a mom because 
why do I have to heal these parts I don't want to deal with? Mm-hmm. You know, so to deal with her three kids on top of taking the responsibility of me because my mom made poor decisions, mm-hmm. she took that out on me a little bit, mm-hmm. a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So that was that issue. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wouldn't say that, you know, she hates me or anything like that, but it was some friction there. And we've had a conversation about that. And she tells me that she was going through a lot. And I, even though my perception on that situation, you know, like you're totally wrong, but you can't tell somebody that they're wrong when they're going through their own situation. Mm -hmm. Right. I just know for my nephew, if anything has ever happened to my sister, when I take him in, I'm taking him in. Right. I'm taking him in out of love. Totally, yes. I'm not going to treat him any type of way. I don't care how much he eats. I'm not going to care how much he eats. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking him in because that's the closest thing that I have to another child. Right. You know, so, you know, re- regardless of what, but I did know that she did have some type of, you know, issues. And she took a lot of it out on me. You know, one time when I was young, she smacked me. <laughs> Was this she, the uh, the go Yes, honey. <laughs> okay. She smacked me, and um, she claimed I was getting smart with her, but I just said I didn't. Her her daughter wanted the applesauce. I didn't, you know. And she was right. trying to blame it on me because she had just had one. Right, right, right. But I said I didn't ask her for. I didn't ask for applesauce, and she just came out there and then she smacked. She was like, "Who are you talking to?" And she smacked me. She had a problem because I had me a little boyfriend, y'all, and. <laughs> A little fake boyfriend, because we only seen each other on Sundays at church. And we talked on the phone all day, though, in the house. Right. But we we only seen each other at church. And that's if he came, because his family barely came. Oh, wow. So, you know, I would talk to him on the phone. What does a 12-year-old have to talk to another 12-year-old about? Mm-hmm. We're not definitely talking about sex. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about anything like that. How was your day in school? What you do? Man, let me tell you in math class. But she had an issue with that and thought that I was too grown. Uh She spread rumors that I was having sex at 12. Oh, wow. Um, And the crazy thing is, she's the only one who knew about the molestation. So when Mm. she spread that rumor, it hurt me to the core. Because you know that that man has been touching me. Mm -hmm. Because although... Whatever we was going through, we, me and my aunt Cause was still close because she was the only aunt there. Right. I couldn't reach my aunts up here in D.C. Okay, so this was when you were in North Carolina. In South Carolina. South Carolina, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And so she lived, so it was just your mom and aunt in South Carolina. Right. At, okay. All right. Right. So here's my question because um, um, knowing that your aunt Cars knew about the molestation, the abuse, and everything that was going on with you and your mom. Why didn't she take you guys in? I, um, I was question. I was questioning that. She said because um, when we had we got into a really big blowout last year when her um, kids read the book and they were really upset about the things that I said. Of course, and that's perfectly fine. You're going to be upset. Um, People don't like the truth. You know, and it's not even about the truth. You know, some some people, well, the truth. And then some people don't like certain light shed on certain things. Mm. And it's like, how dare you uncover my truths or the things that I don't want to talk about or the things that I have suppressed, Mm. you know. And 
I get that because I talked to my cousin and I'm I'm a communicator. I don't got time for no argument. It's right. either I'm punching you in your face or we're gonna talk. So I mean <laughs> I talked to my cousin and she was like, you know, you put a, a light on our family like we were piss poor. And I was like, no, that's not what I meant by that. That's not how that is. I well, never I didn't said read it like that. that you guys were piss poor because y'all had always had big Christmases and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But her um, reasoning was because my mom was grown, and okay. she felt like she didn't have to take responsibility. Now, mind you, my mom is the oldest. Oh, wow. So, I get, you know, why you can't do what you do for your... And then she wanted to live her life. Regardless that she had three kids, she still was young. Right. She liked to go out. <laughs> she liked to enjoy herself. She liked to do certain things. So, why should I have to take in my oldest sister... And her child. Because that's family. That I mean, that's just my child. way of thinking. You know, it's family. Why wouldn't you take family in? Let me tell you something. They need help. My sister don't even have to need help. Let me get a six-bedroom house and she got two of them bedrooms for her and my nephew. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I feel. Regardless, right. right or wrong. But everybody doesn't view family like that. Yeah. But she was... I most definitely appreciate her taking me in. Because where would I have gone? Right. Right. You know, and right. then I went after she smacked me and all that stuff. I started staying with my godmom in South Carolina. And, you know, it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah, she, you know, and she didn't, well, technically she didn't have to take me in, regardless if I'm her niece or not. Right. But she did, and I appreciate that. But no, she knew about the molestation, she knew about the abuse. She felt like, excuse me, she felt like it was really nothing that she could have done. But did she believe you? She most definitely did. Okay. She did. She wanted to fight him. She spit in his face. Oh, wow. She was very upset that I was touched. She was very upset. Mm -hmm. But she didn't tell a soul. Hmm. She didn't say anything. Why do you think that is? Why did she keep it? I don't know if she kept it because she didn't want me to get taken away. Or I don't know if she kept it because she didn't want me to get taken away and then the responsibility would fall on her because that's the only kinship that we had. Right. So I don't know why she kept those secrets, but... I just feel like um, keeping you in that environment, knowing, you know, me knowing that you are going to go back into this environment, I I couldn't live with it. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know that it's going to happen again. And there was another part in the book that you were talking about... um, when a man or it was it when a man hits you mm-hmm. he will always hit you mm-hmm. why do you believe that is you don't think the person can change why do you think that that person will always be an abuser because um once i got older i realized that he's been abused mm. so he didn't get help for the abuse that he went through mm-hmm. and he was just trying to cover up insecurities it could be something as small as a pantsuit that my mom wore. Wow. That they would get into an argument about to the point where he was still her person, you know, hit her. There can be change, but it's not going to be, to me, a drastic change. You know, so if a man has an insecurity, especially about a woman, the the only thing that he has that's more dominant over her is his masculine strength. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. And my mom, she could fight. 
But there's nothing that you can sit here and do with a man, Mm -hmm. a big man at that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nothing that you can do. So, of course, you're going to overpower me. I'm a woman. I'm not even meant to fight you. Right. Yeah. So that's why I feel if a man is insecure about himself or he's been abused or, you know, it's still in there, he will always hit you because that's the only thing that he has over you. He most definitely can't can't argue with you because we tongue lash. Wow. So the only thing you, I'm going to knock your head off. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I just, it, it's crazy. Um, and I don't want to get too much into the book, but um, okay. so, because <laughs> I want people to read it for themselves. That's, you know, mm-hmm, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's that good. Um, so talk a little bit about your aunt. Um, is it D? Because mm-hmm. at first it, it looked like that was your aunt and y'all were good and y'all, you know, like this was your... Like she took you in, she loved you, you know what I mean? Like she did. She she did. She did. She did. She did. Yes, she did. I can't take that away from her. Um we've had some hiccups in our time, mm-hmm. you know. It um wasn't as drastic as all my other aunts. I mean, she say what she say and that was that. Um, but yeah, when I was a when I was a child, her uh we were all close-knit before we moved to South Carolina. Okay. So, it's, me and my Aunt Didi, yeah. Like, go over there. Used to play her hair for hours. <laughs> she used to have these long Senegalese, playing her hair for hours. There's nothing that I wanted for with Aunt Didi, you know. And she was always nice to me. So, how many sisters did your mom have? Three. Okay, and that's... Cars, DD, eyes. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And so, yeah, you know, when I was reading, I was like, okay, so she had somebody to go to to embrace her. I felt yeah. like she embraced you. She did. And then it went south. south. <laughs> like, quick. I was like, oh, wait, what happened? I don't know what happened. I don't know. It, it's been said to me that so many things have been said about me. Mm. To where I guess it changed her perspective or whatever. But I noticed the two arguments that we did have. One was about my mom and me trying to stay away from school. You know, and blaming it on my mother's death. And I really think to this day, me losing my mom was the hugest misunderstanding in the family. No one understood me and nobody tried to. Here I am. I wake up. My mom's gone. Boom. Mm-hmm. All my can't, all my questions aren't unanswered. I can't talk to her. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little, you know, shooken up by it. But you know, as any child would be. And how old were you child, at that time? I was 13. They told me wow. I, I done heard rumors about me being slow because I'm spaced out. You know that I'm not sure if you can, you know, empathize. But it's that. That blank space. You don't know what you're thinking. You don't know what you're doing. You know that you're walking. But you're walking because that's what you're... Supposed to do. Supposed to do. Right. Right. (laughs) So now I'm living life with what I'm supposed to do. But I don't understand why I'm doing it. Because a piece of me has died with her. Mm. So... So mentally, you were really tore up. I was. And I smiled. And they thought that I was happy that my mom passed. (laughs) Yeah, no. Huh? If that's not the sickest thing ever to say, everybody grieves a different way. Everybody does not grieve the way I grieve. It took me four years to realize my mama wasn't coming back from some remote island. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, but me and her, we've had our issues, but I honestly think that they came from what was said about me or how at that time a certain aunt mm-hmm. felt about me. And so instead of your aunt Didi coming to you and having As a conversation, yes, having a conversation with you Mm-mm. about the things she heard to make her, you know, understand what was going on. You understand what I'm saying? Like why as adults, why was why did that not happen? I'm confused. Well, you can be as old as you want to be, but maturity mm. is not an age. Now There's that's no key. age on maturity. And, you know, she most definitely could have came to me as an aunt because me and my aunt Didi have had plenty of talks, even as a teen. Like, right. I used to have her read my poetry. I used to be like, can you sing this? Because she can sing really good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- things like that. Um me and my grandmother, we had a falling out at one point, and she took up for me. She was so upset, you know. So, you know, it's just once somebody feeds you poison, and that's what you start to feed into, and that's what you start to believe, that's how yeah. we got to, you know. It it was poison. <laughs> her mind, Her mind was tainted and poisoned by somebody else who had their own, it seemed like, selfish um, intent. Because... As I continue to read, I'm just like, I'm literally like my mouth open in some pieces of it. I'm like, no way people really act like this. And I mean, I feel like when I was reading, I felt like I was in the book. (laughs) You know, like I felt like I was there. (laughs) So I'm just like, wait, are you for real? (laughs) Right. So I'm just like, oh, this is crazy because um, and then at one point, um, the whole party situation. With your aunt, um, eyes. Uh huh. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. That was kind of. That was a bit much. It was too much, even in recent times at a party. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still going on. Well, not. Um, I just lost my grandfather. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So although, um, which is, on D and you know he basically raised all the girls mm-hmm. because they I they met. My grandmother and my grandfather met when my mom was five. Okay. And she's the oldest. Right. So, yeah, that is granddaddy. So, that's granddad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the only granddad I know. Right. Of course. You know, so, um, with my aunt eyes, the story is very complicated. Because as a child, she was my favorite aunt. So, wait now. Now, eyes lives in D.C. Yes. Okay. So she was my favorite aunt. I would cry behind her. When she left me, I would cry. That mm. was my favorite aunt. Like, you know, so that, that I, if be... I'm going with Aunt Az, I know I'm having a good time. Mm. That was my favorite aunt. I would cry behind her. She would make sure my hair was nice and pretty and my, my ponytails look long because I have really coily hair. And she would make <laughs> sure that my ponytails wasn't flying mm-hmm. and all that crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And she would get me dressed. She actually, as a child, she took care of me while my mom was doing okay. her thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I had my Aunt Az and I had my dad. You know, so as a child, that was perfectly fine for the couple years that that did happen. happen. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all of it, and they fault me for this. They have to still remember that I'm only 25. 
you know, so I don't remember things when I was two and three. Sure, sure. I don't even remember some things at four. No, five and six, I most definitely remember. I remember going to, or I remember my first day of school. I remember those things. I remember you getting me dressed, and I still have pictures of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, so I remember how close knit um, you, her, and my mom was. You know, but then we moved to South Carolina, so it kind of, kind of just pulled me away from her. Wow. So I didn't get to know her as an adolescent, you know, as I was growing, growing up, up. Mm-hmm. and I didn't talk to her as, I didn't, I, when we were in South Carolina, I barely talked to her. I think my mom was trying to keep things secret. Mm-hmm. So I barely talked to her. It was maybe once in a blue moon, literally. So, but it seems as I got older, I don't know. Or it seems like as my, when my mom passed, it was like open target. So do you think the one aunt tainted everybody's From vision? what I've heard, yes. Hey, Sterling. Welcome. Um, so, hey. okay, so I, I think I need to go back for a second. Okay. Because, all right, so who was your mom closest to, uh, the, the sisters? Or were there any? Because, you know, there's always like a sibling that you're closer to. So, I believe she was closest to the youngest one, which is Eyes. Okay. I believe she was closest to her, but she did have some type of relationship with the All other of, ones, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So, know? how is it that um, Cars was the only one that knew about the situation? Um, She caught me daydreaming one day, and she just asked me what was wrong, and I just it just came out like word vomit. It was like I couldn't even control it. Like, oh, wow. he touched me. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it no more. Mm-hmm. It was just so, it was so heavy. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was wrong for holding it. So mm-hmm. I was just like, this will happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she was just like, what? And she didn't really make a big deal out of it. She finished cleaning up her kitchen. And she told me to go to sleep. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, that's perfectly fine. But often than not, she would catch me daydreaming. Mm-hmm. And she like, I would sit there and i sit there on the couch and i will just stare in the space. And she'd be like, Paradise, what happened last night? It was one time my mom went on like a week binge. Mm-hmm. She didn't call. We was worried. I thought she was dead. I didn't know what was going on. And she was like, what happened that night? And I told her that there was a fight that night, and it was really bad. The windows got busted out, Mm. you know. And she was like, okay. Now, one thing about my Aunt Carl, she never made a scene in front of me. She never was like, what? Oh, my God. She never was like that. She was cool, calm, and collected. She was cool until she got to her target. That's that crazy. I'm telling you. So, she was cool until she got to her target. Uh Now, my Aunt Az, if I would have came to her, she what the uh-huh. Glasses every thrown everywhere, and you know that's just their style. That's listen, them quiet ones. You gotta watch though. I'm telling, I'm telling you because they. I'm quiet. Mm, <laughs> listen, okay. So she would, you know, she never made a scene. Mm-hmm. But what really, okay, what happened was, cars didn't say anything for years until I think I was. 21 between the ages of 19 21 and i think it was eating at her because mm. she called up to she asked me what made me have gelante so early and i said well i didn't want to abort my baby mm-hmm. especially not losing my mom two years prior wow you know so i felt like 
this is my my chance to get that love back. back. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This is it. Even yeah. though I'm young, I'm going to do it. Right. So, you know, and we talked about it and we talked about the molestation. Mm-hmm. And she was, she called everybody up here and she was like, y'all let him do that to her and this, that, that, that. And they like, what you talking about? Because they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So then my aunt asked hit my phone and she like uh i don't care about him supposedly molesting you keep my name out your mouth because she didn't believe it wait go back (laughs) go back okay (laughs) so when they found out Mm -hmm. so this is when the aunts found out what was going on so my my grandmother and i found out okay because Cars was the only one that knew. So now Cars is telling your grandmother. Eons later. Okay. So let's let's go back. Mm-hmm. So you were 14 when your mom died? I was 13. 13 when your mom died. Mm-hmm. But Cars knew about this when you were? When I was 9 to 12. Okay. So she knew about this way before when you were 21, obviously. Right, right. And she's just now telling your grandmother mm-hmm. and your aunt, your other aunt. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm sorry. So but go ahead. I just wanted to give the timeline. I told everybody that I was lying. What? How? how? She said that there's um, no way that her sister was sleeping that hard. Okay. She said, there's no way that Laverne allowed something like that to happen to me. Do you think she was upset because now her sister is passed and she can't get this? And she just wouldn't believe that this is something her sister would allow to happen? And that's the way she reacted? Yeah. So she just couldn't believe that that was happening right under her nose and that she thought that I was lying. So it's... (sighs) Again, but even in that, you you didn't know about the molestation, but you knew about the domestic violence, mm-hmm. and your niece is still exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So you knew what was going on. Not only that, the crazy thing is when it came out and everything, my grandmother called me, mm-hmm. and she said, "You want to know something? That's not funny." And I said. What what's do you mean? Not, yeah, what's not funny? She said, because I've been through that. I don't find that funny. I don't find that funny. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. Wait. I, hold up, wait. My grandma? Called, what? She what? told me that. She said, I don't find it funny. It's nothing about this that, that I feel... I, so I'm who's sorry laughing that happened though, to you. but I mean, I'm trying to understand where did she get that I from? think the, the, the thing about it was, um, not that it's funny, but it's not nothing to talk about. That's what I'm thinking that she's saying. Okay. It's not nothing to be like, oh, she lying or oh, she's this or oh, she that. Mm-hmm. So she like, no, Mm-mm. I didn't. And that was the first actual combo that I had with my grandmother that was like, you, you out of all people believe me? Wow. Wow. Because you didn't have a good relationship with your grandmother either. Oh, child. Yeah. Oh, child. <laughs> That's my Buddha. 
Amen. I mean, she's still she's still my uh, grandmother. I just had I had a hard time trying to grasp the fact that nobody believed you. I had a very difficult time. The only one who believed me was Cars. That was it. And and because I believe she believed me because she has a daughter. Mm-hmm. And she put herself in those shoes. Like, if this was to happen to my daughter, what would I do? Mm-hmm. You know, she not going to lie to me about somebody doing this and doing that. Right. You know, so... That's what I believe that was. But, yeah, she was the only one. But she believed it, but she kept it zip tight. Right. And then she spread rumors that I was having sex. This is, okay. At 12. That's the other thing. How did that come about? Because of the phone situation? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Because okay. I had a little guy friend. So, I think that's how that came about. You know, she going to be pregnant. She, even though I did end up pregnant. But still, <laughs> I wasn't doing that at 12. At the time that she was saying You know what I'm saying? Right. How about... I know you've been exposed to something, but you aren't ready for that. How about, how are you feeling? And see, that's the discussion that we should be having with our children. Those are the types of discussion. Instead of lashing out, Mm -hmm. instead of acting a certain way, we need to communicate better with our children about those types of things. I know that I talk to my daughter all the time and say, listen, if anybody touch you here, there, do anything of of this nature, Mm -hmm. Tell, run, tell, kick, whatever you got to do, get out of there right. and tell that, it, you know, because a lot of women are silenced when these things happen, you know. And they make it seem like it's our fault. Yeah. And then, you know, and then they manipulate. That's the biggest thing, manipulation. And it's sad. It's super sad. And then I, I can only imagine what your mother was going through at the time, A lot. you know, Wanting, probably wanting to have that man, you know, companion, somebody in the house, you know, and then having to go through the abuse, hearing that her child got molested by her boyfriend. I mean, you hear these stories all the time on the news and it just, it really rips my heart. But, um, you know, we have to be careful as parents, men and women alike, because there are some single fathers out here, but I just feel like we have to be more um, conscious about who we allow in our space, mm-hmm. period. You know, so I want to ask you, what advice would you give? Um, but hold on, let me go back. <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes. There's a part about um, your aunt playing you and your sister to uh-huh. try to um, clash your bond. Mm-hmm. Why? What was the purpose of that? Ask the Lord. Because I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm guessing it was drama for her to, you know, we telling each other's business because we're mad or, you know, it, it was drama saying you, you get your information so that you can report back to your friends or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Because it's entertaining. That's crazy. Well, let me not, tell you about this. Da, 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 that's da. crazy. And let me tell you about that. Da, da, da. But you know oh, what? Well, she's doing this. Oh, she's doing that. You know. It and was, it's real people like that in the world. Trust me, I know. We bloodlined. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, really, that is horrible. Um, now, she says she didn't do that. But as a aunt. Knowing that me and my sister already had some sort of friction in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Sit us down. And talk to you. Talk to us. Mm-hmm. You know, there were things that I didn't know about my sister 
and my sister didn't know about me. Mm-hmm. So once we got all their asses out of our relationship, <laughs> right? Once we said, you know what, we gon' my phone. Sorry, y'all. My, I got the hotline. <laughs> but <laughs> once we got to the point where we said, you know what, we're gonna get to know each other mm-hmm. because even though me and my sister. Um, we had friction in our relationship. We would still party together. Mm-hmm. We still did things together. We didn't talk every day, but we always ended up doing something together, yeah. whether it was a go-go or hotel party or something. Mm-hmm. We always ended up doing something together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I noticed that me and her were more alike than different. Wow. And that's when, especially like when she became a mother, mm-hmm. that's when our bond was like really sealed. You know? And... I mean, we just... And so today you're in a great place. We're in a great place. It took us a <laughs> while to get there because the situation got worse before it got better. Um, Always. She told my sister that I told her my nephew was going to be on psych meds at two. Who tells she, somebody that? First of all, why would you say that about me, knowing that my child has autism, first oh, of all? wow. And ADHD. They wouldn't give him psych meds at three. So what it, I know about that. Now you in my realm. Now you in the special education realm. Now you just talking out the side of your neck so that she won't That's talk crazy. to me ever again. But she told me the night that we had an argument about the party mm-hmm. because I got she I didn't want to go because she went on Facebook and she said all these crazy things about me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm not about to go to this party and act fake. Like she ain't just go on Facebook and say, oh, I can't stand when a broke B act rich or you press because you got a credit union account and didn't even know the situation. I lost my debit card, so I had to go all the way uptown to D.C. Federal Credit Union. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I said, well, and then she was on the phone and we were talking and she was like, I took care of you and this, that, that. I was like, well, if every time we have a falling out, you're going to throw that in my face. I don't want to hear that. You did what you were supposed to do as an aunt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you for that. But at the end of the day, you're not about to keep... That's not how you're not keep about to manipulate me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's... Thank you. What else do you want? Mm-hmm. What I was a child. You know what I'm saying? And what could you have possibly what done? Could, what could have... You know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, it was just like... So, she made it clear that night on the phone when we went through all this argument, all these text messages and all this and all that... And her claiming that she was going to try to catch me putting my son on the school bus to fight. And we ended up fighting and I had to whip her ass. But Yikes. Yeah. So, and I had to show her that I'm I'm not a punk. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, She made it clear that she was going to make it so that my sister would never deal with me again and I would never see my nephew. I saw, I, I was reading that and that was actually crazy for an adult to act that way. But I mean, again, we have real people like that in life. So it's sad, but true. Sad, but true. <sighs> Guys, I'm telling you, you got to pick up this book. Listen, I need you to tell everybody where they can get the book. Oh, you can get the book off of Amazon and becoming So She Became. Or you can go on my website, www.soshebecameparadise.com. Okay, and where can people find you on social media? Paradise Mingo on Facebook and Paradise Mingo underscore on Instagram. Awesome. 
All right, so I'll make sure I put it in the link um, so you guys can go back and grab the book. I'm telling you, this book, guys, is amazing, and I can't wait to finish reading it. Uh, again, <laughs> I got this book today, and I'm already on page 41. Okay, so I was not playing. I had to I had to put it down, even though I didn't want to. Um, but before we go, um, Paradise, I need to ask you, what advice would you give young mothers? Oh, boy. I would say to protect their children. Just let me let me just add that little piece in because it is about protecting your child. You need to learn and do your research on who you date. And first of all, mm-hmm. secondly, um, believe your children. They're not going to lie to you. Trust your children are going to love you through thick and thin. Believe your children. Look at the signs. Look at the signs of abuse. If they don't want to talk to you, if they look at the ground when they talk to you, they're hiding something. They're afraid. Unless your child has autism. I am not speaking on that because they don't make eye contact. But if your child does not have a special need and when you when you notice that they start to look fearful or they start to doubt themselves, they're having really bad self-esteem issues, look into why. Ask them is somebody messing with them, touching them, um manipulating them, um coercing them. Ask them something. Ask those types of questions and believe your children. Your children are not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. It's no child out here that thinks in their mind, hey, I'm going to break up this relationship because I don't like this person. That's crazy. Children don't think like that. Yep. Protect your children. If you don't protect your children, you don't protect our future. And you're raising um, hurt and traumatized Grown men and women. It's women and men out here who are traumatized from their childhood. Don't let that be your child. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can say. Amen. And, and I don't care who it is, even if it's their father. Amen. Because <laughs> they do. Um, okay. Protect your child <laughs> yes. by all means. means. necessary. Yes. And don't be so just ready to let them, you know, go and do whatever. You got to be mindful that children are going to be children mm-hmm. and they're innocent and they don't know and so you have to ask questions you have to um you know really dive into those types mm-hmm. of things i mean it's it's a hard subject and so what age do you think um you should sit down and talk to i mean because boys this happens to, to to young boys as well when do you have that conversation so I haven't had the conversation with my son yet because he's oblivious. Okay. You know, like he doesn't, that's not him yet. Right. Um, however, there are some kids out there who are really sense, like they're sensory. So they're highly sexual at a young age. When you notice the sign of them masturbating, touching themselves, doing certain stuff, it's time for you to have that talk. conversation. Okay. You know, don't wait for school to teach them. Don't wait for the streets to teach them. You teach them. Hey, this is what you do. This is what's going on. This is normal. This is abnormal. Right. Teach them. At home first. At home first. And teach them that they have control over who touches them and who doesn't touch them. They have control over their body. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be forced into anything. Nobody has to make you do anything. You have control over your body. That is yours. And most importantly, tell your kids to tell, talk. Talk. They have got to talk. Um, Do not silence your child. Mm -mm. Allow them to get out what they need to get out. And, you know, it is very important to listen. You don't always have to lash out, guys. 
Let them talk. Let them talk. And our black mothers, child, we... Yes. What you mean you want to have sex? Well, (laughs) then you want to have sex at that age. What do you mean? I mean that I'm becoming something and I don't understand why. I'm having these feelings. Feelings, yes. And I don't understand why. And, And don't make me feel like it's abnormal. Listen, gotta have the conversation. All right. Open dialogue. Open dialogue, communication. But again, guys, you have got to get the book and Becoming So She Became by Paradise Mingo. Paradise, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate me. you and um, I hope to see you soon. Yes, you will. <laughs> All right, guys, signing out for tonight. Good night. Good night. <laughs>